Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Cocktails and Spirits. This is Alphonse, also known as Fonz. With me, like always, is Eric. What's up, Eric? How are we doing today? Oh, man. Doing great. Doing great. Another day. Another show. Uh, but today, you know, we, ha- we have a great guest. Uh, we have Matt Harrison from Roadrunner Spirit Bottle Shop. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on with us, Matt. We uh, have been lucky to meet you, I think, these last, I want to say, two, three months, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, it's been great uh, going into your bottle shop and picking up some yes. great stuff, mm-hmm. including things we had and tried, like the Caballito Cerrero. Uh, we got Fortaleza Winter Blend 2022 with you, mm-hmm. so that was exciting. Oh, my God, and, that went uh, so quick. <laughs> yeah, I remember I got the text. And luckily, I, I work, you know, five minutes away from where your shop is at. So it was a very exciting message when I, I received that and I told <laughs> all of them and we all got there pretty fast, I want to say. Uh, that, yeah, that was sold out in, within 40 minutes of me receiving it. Nice. That, yeah, that's exciting. I actually, I actually had my girlfriend go out there and get it because I was still at work. So I got lucky. She was she was she had some time to go out there and pay you a visit. Yeah, yeah it was a it was a great date. All right, Matt. So I just want to hear. um uh, obviously, you know, you're in the industry and the, the uh, you know, bottle shop, you know, selling spirits and wine, beer, you know, it's very popular right now. But what made you want to get started? Um, uh, were you bartending before? What made you want to get into the whole, you know, the spirits, beer and wine uh, world? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was, I was bartending for uh, over a dozen years of, uh, before the pand, like when the pandemic hit. But uh, I had moved down to Southern California to open a bar. It just become so cost prohibitive to open one up in the Bay area. And uh, so I moved down and within just like five, six months, I like found investors. I found a business partner and we had a business plan and we'd actually just pitched to, uh, to a spot and got rejected, but that was the month before the pandemic and the pandemic hit and everything fell apart. Um, and it's like, all right, well, what to do now? And, you know, at that time, Everyone's like doing the, uh, you know, kind of the making cocktails at home and selling them to their friends. And, you know, home bartending just became this like big craze right at the beginning. And I was like, well, I mean, I, I know how to make cocktails. I want to help people be able to make cocktails at home. And so that was the real like impetus of, of the shop. Um, and I have to say like, that's kind of died down somewhat since, you know, years, you know, three years ago now, but, uh, but I still do get those people who like, Hey, like I'm trying to make this cocktail. What, what should I add to it? What, you know, what do you recommend? What gin should I get? That kind of stuff. Um, but then I, I did not actually realize the like retail side, um, all the like aficionados up to like, you know, hunters. Yeah. Working at restaurants, (laughs) it's a whole different thing. Like Mm -hmm. you people are like, Oh cool. You have that. Like I want to try it, but you don't get people like, can you get this for me? I'll buy a case, you know? So damn, it's, it's a different, wow. different clientele. No, I bet. Yeah. Because even well, for me, I've, I've bartended since I turned 21. So about eight, nine years, but it, like you said, it wasn't until COVID where I really started to really care for you know, ingredients and spirits, amaros, you know, specific type of jeans, uh, uh, jeans, uh, and all of that. That that's when I really started to care. So I could imagine that that's what kind of led you to that. And then, did you find a business partner for the shop, or was it you just kind of dove into it? You did some research of what was needed in the area, or how did that? Turn um, I, I, to be truthful, did not do a lot of research. Uh, a lot of it, all right, because the focus was on cocktails at home and delivery. And, um, so I actually, I mean, there's like ABC dealing with ABC and all that, but, um, Orange County, ABC, very easy to deal with. Uh, so it's kind of locked into Orange County and then it was kind of trying to find what cities one could like make it happen quickly, like, uh, getting the conditional use permit, all that kind of stuff. But then two also like, yeah, what, what city makes sense? Um, I there was like some random elements to it. Let's put it that way. Um, mm. But I mean, I'm I'm real happy that I ended up in Los Al. Like it it makes it makes sense for the shop. I think that like there's a lot of people. I mean, people have lived there and like you know, no, especially the whiskey. Like a lot of whiskey, uh, you know, 
people, <laughs> drinkers, but uh, it's a lot of families that are moving from LA or whatever. And they, they have a kid and now they're like, okay, we can't live in like Silver Lake anymore. Where are we going to move? And uh, they're moving to places like Los Al. Yeah, that, that is true. I, you know, I work at Los Alamitos, so I kind of get what you're talking about. And I feel like you get a nice amount of people too that may be coming from you know, Long Beach, Cypress, because Los yeah. is a very small city. Yeah. It's a great no, location. Yeah. So you kind of get a little bit of all those cities nearby. Yeah, for sure. So now when, when did the bottle shop open? Uh, it would be two years, almost a year and a half ago. It was August of 21. And I'm sure you've learned a lot throughout the last year and a half. Right here. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's, uh, yes, learned a lot. Uh, a lot. Um, I, one thing I did not realize, like coming from the bartending world and specifically from like the Bay Area bartending world, there was so much pull that because of the bars up there had banded together and they're like, yeah, we want like these nicer products but we're not going to buy like the other stuff you want us to buy. We're only going to buy like what we want. And if you don't want to deal with that, that's fine. We just won't buy anything. And, and because everyone had banded together, it worked. Um, Doesn't work down here. I was going to say right here is the opposite, right? Distributors, (laughs) distributors have the, they have the power in a sense. Yeah. And, and so uh, that was like just a kind of, harsh reality to to become aware of like i i mean it's fine i'm navigating it um but it actually really is what it's done is driven me even more into like the small producers who i mean i want to work with anyways because i want to have that personal connection but also they're just they want to work too they're not trying to play games or you know buy this to get this that kind of stuff yeah so uh I don't know if you could give us like a brief breakdown of how it works. So at your shop, you're allowed to carry whatever you want, right? You just set up different accounts with different distributors and what portfolio they carry, correct? Yeah. I mean, so distribute, it's funny because there's a few like giant ones that like every account, every bar, restaurant, uh, store is going to have an account set up with. But then there's some like that just have what it'd be like a wine portfolio and they have one spirit you know mm-hmm. and mm. and those are a little more niche and like they're i mean when they're smaller they're kind of like more willing to work with you come do tastings all that but yeah i mean basically you you set up an account but not everything is available it has to be available in california uh, you know so some things just can't get there's some whiskeys especially that people ask for um and it's just really you're like, oh, sorry, it's not distributing California yet. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, you just, yeah, get a, a bunch of different distributors and write up my orders and get, get all that going in your shop. Yeah. Now, is there a lot of, uh, how did you determine what you wanted going in? Like when you opened it up, did you know what you wanted to do? Like, for example, we know we could go there and find, for the most part, additive free tequila. Just about yep. all of it is additive free. And for us that are fans of that, we really like the shop. Did you know that's what you wanted to go with? Or, or no. for, as far as the tequila side, now you can also talk to us about the rum, the whiskey, and everything else, the, uh, everything else you carry there. Yeah. Well, a lot of like the selection really is things that I had found over time just from bartending and, and just hadn't really been uh, – I don't see elsewhere. I mean, maybe maybe they are more common than I know, but – one like Dom Pilar Añejo, I've always like, especially for the price, it's just such a great Añejo. They were, it's a great introduction for people who are coming from the whiskey side since they're using new American oak. So it was just like, like, here, try this. Like, this is something you probably aren't familiar with, and here's why you might like it. And so that was kind of how I set up the shop. As far as the, at like, I mean, you know, the, the tequila world has exploded in the last year and so while yeah i had mostly like 90 percent additive free i mean that was just something because i i like i like knowing the provenance of things i like the agricultural aspect like you know being able to taste the terroir all that 
like it, that to me is important and it's something I want to like help buoy up, you know? And so then when everyone just started going crazy on tequila, it wasn't so much that I like shifted anything. It was just, I expanded and I just got, mm-hmm. I brought on more tequilas and it's um, it, another difference with retail, like coming from the bar world, I'm used to like, turning people onto things. And that does happen often, but there's a lot of people who like they'll, they'll go and have something at a bar and then they come to my shop looking for that specific thing. You know, that's a the difference. There's not as much like taste making as there is coming from a bartender. And so, uh, but so I, I do try to kind of have a selection where like guessing one step ahead of what people are looking for. Uh, the Montagave, for instance, like, I was able to pick that up and like get in good with them before they really like went crazy. Yeah, and Montagave is great. I just picked up my uh, my bundle from you a couple days <laughs> yeah. ago with the Yeyo and the Montagave. It's the first time I've tried Montagave. Yeah. Oh my god, it is delicious. Yeah, I it mean, is really really good. Yeah, no, they they're they're doing something right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Eric, did you end up getting one? No, no, I haven't uh, got got a chance to. Uh, but yeah, I, that is that is uh, my next order for sure. Yeah, it's, I mean, a, it's a it's a it's a great bundle. It's a great price, I and mean, you really, uh, it's really hard to find such great bundles like that. I, I know some other uh, uh, stores they do bundles, but it's kind of like really a, a um, uh, an, an, an uneven pairing that they do. And I find that this one that you did here is really great. It's very, um, it's uh, it's, well, it's it's an easy choice to make when you're. <laughs> really breaking down the price for yeah. uh, the two bottles. Well, oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, the reason the other stores do those bundles the way they do is because a lot of the times they're dealing with very large suppliers that insist mm-hmm. on those other bottles. Mm. And so they're the bundle, I mean, I I get it. Like the bundle is really just all the stuff they had to buy to get the one thing yeah. they wanted, which is the one thing you want, you know, in that bundle. <laughs> and uh, I mean... Yeah, I, I just I really don't want to to go down that path and like play that game. It, yeah, because certain distributors want you to move a certain amount of product to be able to give you allocate you some of those you know yeah. harder to find items. Yeah, and I totally. I'm oh, sorry. Which 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 does make sense, of course, but uh, like I don't know if it's uh, I don't even know if that's a legal thing, is it? Or is it kind of more I of mean, a? It's a gray area. Gray area. <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed legally. You're not allowed to sell something and deny it to like certain people. But they they have ways of doing it where they're on hold. That's yeah. what they do. So like, even though they'll say there's 200 cases or something, if it's allocated, it's like, oh, it's all on hold for these accounts, and they yeah. basically say yes or no. But <laughs> yeah, in that fact, like sense. when I got um the Cabrito Serrero is because another store denied their allocation. That's why I got it. Well, because for that store is great for us. Cause I have one right here on my shelf from you. So I'm happy yeah. that happened over here. Yeah. But I mean, also with, I mean, I do understand like someone that wants you to buy more of their product and they're like, yeah, you like, you know what? You've, you've really bought all this product. Great. Here's some, another of our, you know, another bottling we've done. Yeah, it's but, like everything. Mm-hmm. You're rewarding your top sellers of the whole, I guess, their whole portfolio, not just, you know, well, but that one specific thing. But that's what I mean. It's like, that's what irks me is like when they're like, okay, it's not about this, you know, okay, like Old Forester. You want the birthday bourbon? You just got to buy a lot of Old Forester. And I like Old Forester. So, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, if I get there, I get there. If not, whatever. But I'm not buying it to get the birthday bourbon. While... Mm. While other ones will be like, okay, yeah, buy the whiskey, but also buy the vodka and the mm. cinnamon, cinnamon liqueur and the, you know, the other vodka. The good and, old case of Fireball. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and that's, that's where like, like, nah, I'm, I'm good on that. Now, yeah. now, do you, do you find it hard to stay competitive or, or to stay, you know, uh, in, 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 in demand with uh, some of these, uh, bars are, are are being uh, distributed that way, uh, or do you feel like you you have enough uh, um, of a, of a selection that you don't really need to uh, accommodate or work with these uh, specific or certain distributors? 
I mean, I do think it probably makes it a little more difficult on myself, but like I said before, I would rather work with brands that are like smaller. You know what? I look at like a place like Barkeeper up in LA and Mm -hmm. they don't have the big names at all. I mean, they might have like uh, Fernet Branca and, and Buffalo Trace and like that's it. And then otherwise it's all like small independent, you know, distilleries. And I, I kind of, I do, they're one of the places I looked at modeled Roadrunner after, because I mean, they, they've been able to do it. I mean, I know it's been a long time. Like God, I remember coming down yeah. to LA like 10 years ago and they were, when they were over in their original location. And I mean, that was tiny and there's, but they're still around. I haven't heard of it to be honest, but I, I would like to check it out because um, it is fun to check out smaller, you know, brands or craft uh, brands because it sometimes they are better than other things, and you're supporting kind of a smaller, you know, smaller brand, not just the huge brands that already have established themselves in the business. For sure. Well, and I personally, for me, I'm like, I'm such a millennial that I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, this is delicious. It's like bottle of tequila is great. <laughs> what else is like it instead of I will take another bottle, you know, and mm. I, I like to explore. I mean, and that's kind of what my, my store is geared towards because I mean, some of these things I get a case, maybe two cases, uh, like the G4 uh, Madeiras one. Mm, yeah. And, you know, I got, I think it was two cases of it. And that was one of my favorite tequilas last year that I had. Oh, that's my favorite. <laughs> it's so good. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, so and, but you know, it's like, that's what I got. And then, all right, we're on to the next thing. And, and tequila definitely is getting hip to the, you know, the, the whole category is getting hip to like the, the way of uh, whiskey of, you know, one-off releases, special releases. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But now when, for example, when you make orders um, or there's special things coming out, like for example, that G4 Madera or the Fortaleza winter blend, the 22, are you given a heads up by distributors? Are you given a head or uh, by the brands or do you as a kind of like a fan or in the business, you have to keep an eye on those things. And when you order it, secondly, do you ask for a certain amount or you just say, Hey, I want some of this and you are ready for whatever allocation they give you of it. Um, I mean, it's all of those things. So uh, <laughs> for instance, the, the Fortaleza, that's my rep. Who's just like, Hey, this is coming out next week. Like just, you know, do you want it? Which is, it's obvious, but then you, and you have ones like Montegave. They actually, I had, ba- I carried batch two and I had, I had talked to them in December and I was like, what's, what's up with batch three? And they're like, we'll let you know. And they did. They, they contacted me and they're like, it's out. Do you want it? Um, but then others like the, the Cabrito Cerro, I came across a post on Reddit and it was like, High Time still has, or wherever, KNL still has like six bottles left. And I was like, what is it? You know? And I looked into it. I'm like, oh, this is something I, I'm probably be into. And I had to like kind of backtrack it and find out who distributed it and contacted them. And because someone else gave up their allocation, it was available. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. What makes them want to give it up? Would you know, like, what are some examples that yeah. you, you would think? Um, I mean, if you thought it wasn't that you couldn't sell it, I mean, there's, there's things that I pass up. I mean, more whiskeys, more like, yeah, we can get a case of like this $180 whiskey for you. And it's like, I'm just going to be sitting on that for a minute. You know, like, like, I don't know if I want that. Um, I mean, that's kind of what it comes down to. Uh, you know what? Like one thing, the, the El Tesoro 85th anniversary. I yeah. mean, I didn't even ask about it, but it's just such an expensive bottle. And it's after the holidays. I was like, you know what? I, I guess I can let that one slide. And I get what you mean because I, I I've seen it. Um, you know, I would love to try it, but it's a five hundred dollar bottle. Yeah. I want, uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna purchase a five hundred dollar bottle. Yeah, I mean, even the, there's no way. Yeah, the uh, G4 Extra Añejo that's coming out. I don't know if I'm gonna pick that up because that's gonna it's be a up six there year too. one. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine it's gonna be up here, up there. So, so having having said that, um, do do you? Do you do you have uh, already you know be, have already been there for a couple of years? What what really does uh, sell for you or move for you or what's or what's being on demand uh, in your area that that you see uh, is it tequila, bourbon, or is it a little bit of everything? I mean, whiskey's still king, but I mean, a, 
it's changing. It is definitely a lot more tequila right now, which is starting to bleed over into mezcal, which is awesome too. Um, but I mean, still like definitely whiskey. Uh, but the other thing that I really appreciate is uh, more and more people, because everyone's got, not everyone, but a lot of these people have gone from like, oh, we're whiskey drinkers two years ago and then got into tequila, probably got in through like, you know, the age stuff, like the mm-hmm. getting those barrel notes. And now they're like, I just want a Blanco. I love yeah. that. <laughs> That's the uh, that that's what happens. It's mm-hmm. like I tell everyone, you're gonna end up uh, just enjoying a nice blanco, and then you're gonna end up enjoying a nice still strength blanco. Mm-hmm. That's what will happen. Um, and the still strengths are fine. I mean, like there there's some just absolutely delicious ones. You know, I mean, the Cascanes, the Wild Common, like they're just mm-hmm. great. Still, like they are delicious. It's not just the Fuego, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now. Apart from tequila and, and whiskey, mm-hmm. uh, you obviously have other spirits, and you have wine and beer. Uh, how was that? How is how is that? Like, do they sell just as much? Is it harder to move? Um, Definitely. How how do you stay balanced? Like in in learning or knowing a little bit of all of those, you know, to be yeah. able to you know, have it in your store. I mean, it they end up becoming more. Like passion, pro- like I love rum. I I do. It's my probably my favorite spirit, and so I have like a selection of rum. It doesn't sell. It's fine. I don't mind because someone comes in and they want to talk rum. We can talk rum, and I have like four agricole rums, and you know, I don't, most stores probably don't have one agricole rum. It just, I don't know. It, it's it becomes yeah. It's just a passion project at that point. I mean, people still will buy it. You know, I mean, they'll come in looking, but so often, especially with rum, like it's just ingrained in them that like it's just Bacardi, it's just Sailor Jerry, yeah. it's just like you know, mm. like it's nothing, nothing of note really, you know. But um, I mean, and Amaro too. Like I had to shrink my. I opened with probably I don't know fifteen twenty Amaro and. I've shrunk it down because it just doesn't sell. Yeah. Especially because how long they last too, you know, mm-hmm. they, if people are using it for cocktails, you're using maybe three quarters of an ounce and that gives you a lot more servings than just if you're for a spirit, you know, a nice yeah. two ounce pour, one and a half ounce pour. If you're like Eric, a four ounce pour. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, I used to, uh, when I was up in Oakland, there was a bar down the street that my, uh, my friend was the bar manager of, and I'd go there and, you know, keep even keel, like a couple glasses of wine with your food. And it's great. And I'd be like, Oh yeah, I'll have an Amaro. And he just, I swear like five ounces every time. <laughs> and I just like, you know, it would, that was the end of the night. He's like, I have to move this tomorrow. Month and I, I have to move it. I have, we have cases back there. Yeah. <laughs> what about wine? What's that like for you? Well, I was, wine- I've, I've been, so the reason I asked is because I was in there when a guy uh, was picking up rum and then wine, like rosé wine. And I, you know, it was a hefty order. And I'm like, well, that's awesome that he's you know, moving all this wine and rum as well. Yeah. I mean, with with the wine, honestly, was the last thing I thought about. I mean, you know, it's like my license allows me to sell wine. So might as well utilize it. I am drinking more wine these days than anything, like just casually. And, uh, and I was like, well, I'm drinking like a lot of natural wine being in being when I was living in Oakland, um, I worked right next to ordinaire, which is like one of the, as far as my understanding, one of the first like natural wine bars in California. And, you know, I just got turned on to it. And so it's like, well, do other people want this too? And it turns out they do. I do try to keep it varied. I'm not like dogmatic about it. It's not all natural wine, but it's just like, there's a lot of the, I think what gets people to come back is like, there's not a lot of selection of natural wine around here and they get to, you know, we can talk wine. We can talk natural wine. So definitely no wine people who are like not into natural wine too. So, you know, not every store is going to carry it. I don't know about you, Eric, but I've never heard of that uh, natural wine. Uh, Would you mind letting us know what that is? Yeah. um, The idea, I mean, there's not a clear cut definition, but the idea is just kind of minimal intervention. So, I mean, definitely no pesticides, 
but you know could be like grown biodynamically, uh, dry farmed, uh, no sulfites added. That all those kind of letting letting the terroir and the grapes express themselves naturally. It's an additive free wine, or what? Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> Nice, nice. We've we've talked about wanting to dive a little more into the wine world because I know nothing about it besides you know Cabernet, Chardonnay, and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that all those terroir, like I mean, tequilas, one especially mezcal, but you know, some like the agricole rums, like when you really can start start to taste, you know, like the region, like where it's coming from, and you can't, you like, you know, the same agave, you know, um, a burial from from one distillery, one region and compared to a next, and they just taste so different, you know? Um, I, I, like, uh, I remember one that just was like celery and oyster shells and just like, interesting. Like, just, yeah. It sounds weird, but I bet it tastes great. Oh yeah. that Yeah. That's what turned me out. I mean, that was like, I don't know. I guess you, I'm sure as a bartender, you get this, like, you kind of get this archetype of what each thing tastes like, you know, like, like Tobola to me, even though it can vary so much, it's like the shard, the buttery Chardonnay of Mezcal. And like all like in my head, that's oh. how I always expect it to be. And I kind of find that often, you know, when I'm tasting it. And maybe I'm like looking for it and that's why it pops up. I don't know, but you know. Yeah. Well, it's funny because uh, that's what I've been telling a lot of people that ask about tequila. I'm like, think of it as wine. You know, it's all gonna each year is going to taste different based on numerous amount of factors and it's okay. You know, you wouldn't turn down a, a wine because of that. And people turn down sometimes a tequila because it tastes different than the year before. And that, I mean, that's a good sign. That means they're letting, uh, you know, nature yeah. do the work. Yeah. So it, it's all good. Right. I mean, and I think that, I think with spirits in general, that's the way we're going. I mean, you know, especially when you're starting to like, put batch numbers on everything be like no mm -hmm. this is a different batch it's going to be slightly different yep what about beer how's that a lot of craft beer yeah i mean there you know down here southern california there's such a craft scene i mean i'm right by rip i'm right by green cheek i mean there's people clamoring for like craft beer all the time it is i will say mostly ipa and pilsners but you know, every once in a while I'll get the sour, sour beer drinker or the, you know, a lot of stout drinkers in the winter. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it definitely, uh, it's a bigger percentage of sales than I expected, but really, That's yeah, cool. yeah. No, I mean, you know, there, if I get certain beers in, you know, people come and buy a half case, like right then, you know, and it's just like, I'm only getting a case or two of beer. It's kind of like the, like everything else in the store. It's like, you know, quick turnover one case two cases and then on to the next a lot of hazy ipa i bet a lot of hazy fans uh so the the hazies are funny because it, it it's such waves like the people who love hazy ipas really do and like that's what they're looking for but i'd say right now there's more west coast drinkers i honestly don't even know the differences eric <laughs> i think you're a bigger beer guy than i am I think that's where I'm. Uh, I'm at too. I, I like that West Coast uh, citrus uh, flavor to it. I feel like it really kind of balances out the the hop the hops in in, in the IPAs. Um, yeah. And it, I feel like it's an easy transition from just you know regular lagers and you know uh, ambers in, into the craft you know craft beer. Yeah. Well, it also can like just kind of make it taste really clean. You know, when you have that yeah. like bright citrusy mm -hmm. hoppiness, you're just like it just is like it just kind of cuts. You're like, all right. I feel refreshed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, what uh, I wanted to bring up, too, is that one thing that I noticed when I was there is that you, you have so much variation uh, of different types of spirits uh, and, and maybe not having you know uh, that experience. Uh, I really like how you can really uh, guide somebody that's into wine that, you know, based on the, their, 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 um, their preferences or their their favorite wines, you can kind of guide them into a, a different, you know, type of spirit where, where there may be tequila or, or whiskey or whatnot. Um, do, do you, do you find it easy for you to ha have, make that transition for customers or people that are looking for something a little bit different? Yeah. I mean, honestly I do, but I think that that's just my, my experience with, you know, from bartending, like that, 
Like you have to, you have that, you know, like just the, the interactions important, you know, the rapport is important. All right. So you got that now, like, now that you're trusting me a little bit here, try the, you know what I mean? It's the same with bartending. And in fact, like, you know, I do, maybe this is, (laughs) I'm maybe it's just more of a hope, but I, I see the future of like bottle shops of, of a liquor store being more like my spot or barkeeper or mixing glass, you know, where it is a curated thing. You have someone who's knowledgeable. Um, and, and then if, but if you wanted like your 12 pack of bud or whatever, you just go to Vaughn's, you know, like that. I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. how soon that will happen, but that's kind of like <laughs> what I think will happen. Um, and I mean, before I opened, cause I, I remember going to, uh, I was going to different shops in different parts of like LA and orange County. I remember going to this one and I understand it wasn't like the nicest part of town, but dude didn't like say hi at all. When I walked in, I grabbed a soda or whatever. He never said how much it was. It just rang up on the register and never said, thank you or anything. It's just like so cold. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's like the opposite of what I want. I want like warmth. I want like people to like, you know, want to hang out, which happens. I mean, people stay, you know, hang out in the store for 30, 45 minutes, just talking, talking booze. It's great. Yeah. I, I, I was planning. Yeah. When I went, when I went, I was planning just to go in and out and end up staying there for about 40, almost an hour. Yeah. And, and, and actually I had to leave cause I had a, another podcast that I had to do with uh, Alfonso. It's funny. <laughs> No, yeah, I, me too. I, I likewise, I you know I like staying in there and talking. And I've stayed in. Uh, we've talked about uh, distributors mostly. We talk about that kind of stuff. Where you've even given us, you know, a sample of like you know something to try that you know guides us to wanting to uh, purchase it next or something like that. And yeah. I, I feel like that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, and in all honesty, it's just more like, hey, this is something I experienced, and I like, not even like good or bad. Like I just thought it was a neat experience, like do you want to experience too? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's the same. Like we, you know, I have, I have in-store tastings on Saturdays and I mean, obviously it'd be great if people come in, taste and buy something. But I mean, I do think it's more important that people can just taste more things and you taste more things and you become more uh, confident in what you like. And, you know, mm-hmm. or, or even like, didn't realize I like this other thing and it just, you know, kind of opens up more and it gives more points of reference to be like, okay, if you like that, then also, you might like this and this. Yeah. And again, it's a future reference as well. Maybe at that particular moment they didn't purchase, but now they know, you know, they're not hesitant to spending, you know, $60 on a bottle to yeah. try it for the first time. And they got to sample it. Yeah. For sure. Stuff like that. And I think I was going to go to the one this weekend, which was Sagamore, I believe. Right. Yeah. Uh, is that rescheduled? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's actually this Saturday now. Oh, and, okay, and, cool. and the whole thing is like, I mean, I like Sagamore anyways, but, they do the, the the different finishes and the most recent ones that Sherry finish and that it just like sold out instantly is able to snag a few bottles. Mm. So that's, that's again, this is what I mean. It's like, I'm only going to have a few bottles. I can only sell a few, but Hey, everyone come in, try this, you know, <laughs> when you get these tastings, are you having are amb- like ambassadors or representatives coming or is it you're holding it, hosting no, it yourself? No. I mean, so that's the thing is, um, like I have a, it's called a type 86, whatever it, it's a tasting license. And it's so I'm a, it, there's certain rules and stipulations. Um, so you have to have a supplier or representative present. They don't actually have to pour. They just have to be there. Um, there's a really weird loophole where if you schedule a tasting and they're unable to make it, <laughs> then you can pour without them there. Which, which is <laughs> just bizarre but. fine print <laughs> yeah that's crazy that's cool yeah it, it makes it semi-easy to do yeah uh, th- that's cool though if, um i'm gonna try to swing by this saturday what time is it at two two to five yeah yeah eric if you're free and i'm free we should yeah let's try to it. check that out for sure is it that's the rye right right yeah it's yeah. um it's like just above the the fifty percent threshold, so it's like a little softer of a rye um, out of Baltimore. Very nice. Yeah, I've heard of them. I'm actually pretty sure that they they work with uh, Pursuit Spirits. I'm pretty sure. 
I have to go back and check uh, that podcast when we talk to Kenny, but I, I'm almost positive that he mentioned them. So I've heard good things about it. Yeah. What are other tastings coming or how do you line those up? <laughs> um, I don't have anything else scheduled at the moment. Um, it is, it's, it, you know, I, I just reach out and I'm like, Hey, I like this product. Like Rondel Barolito is a rum, Puerto Rican rum. I, I love that stuff. Um, I would love if they came and did a tasting, especially because most, a lot of people are not familiar with that, that brand. Um, but, or sometimes just new stuff like, um, the new blackened, um, the mm -hmm. blackened by Wes Henderson, that that's something that when I actually get it in store, I would love for them to come through and do a tasting. Um, so, you know, it's like kind of product availability and then also just are, is the rep around? Do they have a rep? You know, that sort of thing. Then, then uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, so is it when you, do distributors do a good job at setting that up as well? Or is it mostly you kind of have to initiate that process? So in the same way, like if I can find a, sometimes because of the nature of the industry, because I do kind of keep one foot in the bartending world, I'll go to certain events. Um, Blackened was one. I went to an event that they held. So, I mean, it's like, you know, I don't have to, pay to taste their whiskey and just sit there, relax and actually taste it and like kind of get a feel. On it. As soon as I had, I'm like, Oh, this is good. I want this in the shop. And I met the, the supplier rep there. And so he and I have been working together to like try to get it in, you know, get the new release, get the tasting set up, that sort of thing. That's like the easiest way to go about it. Um, you, you can have distributors, um, set things up too, but you know, it's like they're incentivized in different ways of like who to push and all that. So it can be a little bit, makes sense. You know, it's just, it's, it's a like the, the closer to the source you can get the better, you know? And, uh, and then sometimes like if you start dealing with like really big brands, they just send like, um, they, they're hired hands. So they're not, they're, they don't represent the brand or anything. They're just that day they got called like, okay, you're going to go do a tasting with this at the store. And they really don't know what they're doing. They're just pouring the bottles, you know? So that makes sense. And I so try to a avoid lot to those. it. Yeah. There is a lot to it. Now, when you like earlier, you said uh, black and it was the brand you found and you really liked it. Mm -hmm. You have to make sure that uh, they're, they're relatively big. So, but like maybe a smaller one, do you have to make sure one of your distributors carries it or if it's harder to get, or maybe you don't have an account with them, can they distribute it to you directly? Um, the way no is the, the, the answer, but there are some, there's a, a couple of distributors. I mean, they are technically a distrib distributor, but they're really just a warehouse. And so you can, if you can contact that brand, like the distributor themselves aren't going to do any legwork, but if you contact the brand, they're like, okay. And they push the order through the distributor. Um, but some, some of these places are far off, you know, like they don't really have much representation here. Like a lot of them don't have a rep, you know, I mean, some of the bigger brands, like they're going to have a local rep here, uh, Seattle Leguas or something like that. Right. Yeah. That you could, you could be like, Hey, can you come do a tasting? Yeah. We'll send our, local rep but like montagave they're they're out of what they go through colorado i mm -hmm. doubt they have anyone here you know probably don't have really anyone outside colorado so i mean there's not going to be anyone to to really have like be able to come pour talk about it all that that makes uh, that makes a lot of sense but that's cool now uh, I, I you and i talked a little bit about this the other day very briefly um What's it like? What do you know of, you know, they're very popular right now. Uh, select barrel. How is that process like uh, that you know of and have you considered it? Uh, because I like, I know it's expensive, but like, what, what do you know of it? How does that work? Like either whiskey or tequila? Buying, buying a single barrel. Yeah. Um, like I a mean, shop, yeah, a shop so, single barrel. So I actually did that. Like I did that, um, a, a year ago with Wright and Brown out of their, a whiskey producer out of Oakland that I love all like just make solid stuff. And I was like, 
I really like this brand. I have a good relationship with them. Let's like, I want them to be my first barrel. Um, and what they do is they'll send you samples. So they sent me, I think like six, uh, my, my brother, uh, and a friend and I got together and we tasted those six and we picked three each that we liked. And only one of them was that we all picked, you know, like, so it's like, it was just, yeah, that's the one we that all, it easy. <laughs> yeah, we all agree that this is the one. And, and honestly it is like absolutely delicious. I've had some people come back for like their third bottle at this point. Um, but you know, it, that, that's, that's like the basic way it works is that you just get sent samples. You can, you know, if you have the money, uh, fly out to like Kentucky or fly down to tequila or whatever, you know, like, and sample them straight from the barrel. That's mm. a whole, like whole different thing, but mm. <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously that'd be awesome, but yeah, <laughs> take some time and some money. But I mean, I, I think barrels can be really cool and fun. Like you can, it can showcase like, um, you know, what, what a distiller is capable of, or like I had, I passed on it, although it was so delicious. Uh, Heaven's Door, which is um, uh, out of was it out of Tennessee, I think. But uh, they Good old Bob Dylan, had, yeah, Bob Dylan's brand. <laughs> uh, I had from them a, I want to say it was a bourbon finished in uh, Irish whiskey barrels. It was mm. awesome. It was just like such a delicious thing. I was just like, I can't do this. Cause I can't like, it's a little too niche to like sit on, you know, 40 cases of this, but that's what it takes. Like sometimes they'll like let you pay in two or three chunks, but usually it's like a, what, like you got 30 days and then you got to pay for the barrel, which is, you know, you're talking 10, $15,000. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Now they don't ship it all the, all the cases to you, yeah. right? Do they hold it for you? It depends. Um, with the right and brown, they did actually. Damn. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. That's uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, but you know, some of them will do kind of when they break it up. Like they break up the payments, they'll break up what they send you as well. But they don't want it like it sitting in their warehouse, you know. So they, try they also to put, want you to move it. Yeah. Yeah, they try to get it out to you. I mean, and and some of the guys around here, you know, the other stores, like they're able to, they're, they're part of uh, clubs or, you know, affiliated with clubs or whatever. And so they can buy a barrel and have like a third of it spoken, a half of it even spoken for the day it lands. So that obviously like helps, you know, generate more bear. Like you can, if you can get through it, then you can move on to the next one, you know? Now, yeah, do, you, no. do you find, or is, is this something that, that you guys do where you get to collaborate with other like spirit stores, other liquor stores? Um, I haven't really, I, I don't, I mean, there's people I know in the industry. I mean, not, not so much. I've gotten advice from people like other store mm-hmm. owners, um, but I haven't really like collaborated. I mean, there's no way to, the barrel programs are starting to change a little in that you can break it up and you can buy like a half or a quarter of a barrel. But when they do that, um, they're making sure that the other parts of that barrel aren't like they're far off. There's never going to be a, a chance that they're going to cross paths. You know, like a, yeah. one in Florida, one Pennsylvania, and one Missouri. Oh, that makes like sense. That. Yeah, it wouldn't be good to like do it like you know local. Yeah, local, in the same yeah. city, that would be that would be. Well, the, the other I haven't really seen this. I've heard it being done. I think because of COVID and like bars are still trying to recover, but sometimes a store and a bar will collaborate and they'll split a barrel. So that yeah, way they here, can, I guess. Yeah. And well, it makes sense because it's the same um, kind of relationship that can happen where, you know, the bar is pouring their single barrel and their old fashioned. And someone's like, Oh, I love this, you know, this whiskey, whatever. And then they can go down the street and buy the bottle themselves. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That, that is now, do you know, since you've heard of it, how does that work? Um, does the, just, do this distributor or the brand even have to know that, or that's just an agreement between the restaurant? No, and the they, bar? They, have, they have to know. They have to divvy it, you know. So yeah, yeah. Because I mean, all of it. So technically, uh, if you own multiple stores, multiple restaurants, 
each of them have their own individual license and you can only get deliveries to each, like whatever gets sold to that one location is supposed to stay there. Oh, I mean, mm. you know, it, that's what's supposed to happen. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, there's a lot of gray area and all the, all of this industry sounds like from yeah. what I've learned over the last two years. Well, and I mean, if, you know, some brands like, oh, we're going to like give you best pricing at a hundred cases. I mean, you're, you're probably going to divvy that up and send it to your other locations. You're not going to buy a hundred for each location, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a lot. Even if it's just six bottles. Yeah. Like that's, that would be like 600 bottles. Yeah. That'd be insane. Have you gotten to keep any of the barrels from the, uh, What's that? the select barrels, the barrels, when you select a barrel, can you keep the barrel? Um, no, I mean, you don't get the actual barrel. Um, although are you, are you there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Kind of cut out. Uh, the Yayo, the one you sent me with the, the rum yeah. barrel. I don't know if you saw, but you get to keep the head, the barrel head. Yeah. The top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's cool. Yeah, uh, that's I cool. Don't, yeah. I don't, I like all the little things that they had. I don't usually see usually, all you're really getting is you're getting the the regular bottle. Like, I mean, some of these places are doing getting custom labels, but you're getting the regular bottle and they'll say like, you know, hand selected by Roadrunner Spirits or something like that. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. And they're becoming almost like super pot. I mean, they're just almost every liquor store has uh, one right now from what I've seen because it's just kind of like in demand for everything. Yeah, for sure. And and I think it like it's saying, I think it's really cool in general. But you know, if the if you're single barrel it, you're getting a single barrel and then they're like proofing it down to the same proof as the regular release, it's like, ah, what's the point? You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've seen that happen and I'm just like I know some of those are just being bought to like generate the 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 you pay for a custom label, pretty yeah. much. Well, but I mean, it's really just to get their allocations up, mm-hmm. you know. Well, that makes sense. Uh, lots to learn uh, through that industry. I, I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, it's a whole different world with distributors and you know brands and all that selling it. It is, but I mean, it all depends on your relationship with your reps too. I mean, in the Bay Area, um, you know, things like. Like uh, four rows of special releases, I would I didn't have to ask at all. They just show up. Here it's like you have to know the password. <laughs> you know, you're like <laughs> you're like okay, I know these came out. Like ask my rep now. You know, it's like a speakeasy. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, oh, you didn't ask for the like. I I saw that um someone sent me Fortaleza doing a, a single barrel reposado. Uh, I think it was like in Chicago or something. But it's like, I don't know if that was like they bought a barrel and that's like that store's barrel or if that's a widespread release. But like, if I didn't know, my rep's not going to be like, oh, by the way, this new release came out. You know what I mean? So I know Fortaleza does single barrels and it's very, I think they only do something like 10 or 12 the whole year. No, okay. something yeah, it's like very, that. very small. Very small. I don't even know how there might be a wait list. I don't, well, I don't so, know. But... Yeah, some of them are close, like um, a, a Whiskey producer, I really like Pinhook. Uh, I asked about d- getting a single barrel from them, and they've they've cut it like they're like if you were in, if you're like I don't know how many single barrels they do, but if you're if you've done it before, you're good. But they're not letting anyone new in onto that list. Damn, that's that's crazy. But they they got to do what they got to do as well. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's also there's limited supply. I mean, that yeah. is true. <laughs> And it's working out for all of them. I mean, the, the fact that they, I'm sure it's more than, I mean, of course it's more expensive. It's a single barrel. So it works out for them as well. I mean, so, yes and no. It's funny. Um, I saw one that was a, I've only ever seen this once, but it was a scotch. I don't know when you pay for it. I'm assuming now, but they age it like, and it came out to something really like cheap, like a quarter of uh, of what it would normally cost, but I think because you're paying for it and then having to wait years until it's ready, that they just it was a lot cheaper. 
Wow. That's yeah, pretty cool. You would, you would think be the opposite since it's kind of technically aged in a way. Yeah, but I mean, if they get their money up front, you know, it's like a that's true. Pre- prepaid thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I've also seen kind of things like that for, I think, what was it Ca- Casanova? I, I, this is years back now, but uh, they came into my bar and they're like, yeah, we're, it's, it was a tequila brand. They're like, we're doing a, a double barrel Reposado and they would give you the bear, it was single barrel and they would give you the samples of from the first barrel, but then you would taste it and pick one and then they would put it in a second barrel, but you wouldn't know the final outcome till you got the bottles, you know? Well, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. So, so it could be to- totally something different than what you were expecting or oh, totally. it would be a hundred percent. Yeah. Something different. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know how I would feel about that. Uh, yeah, we we the, actually I know how I would feel about that. I wouldn't like it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we we ended up passing on it because yeah, there's like there's that's no such way. a such a gamble, big time. That's that's crazy. I'm well. The funny thing is, I'm sure a lot of people did it. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't hear. I haven't heard that way very much anymore. So maybe they didn't. Yeah, maybe it's uh they realized it didn't work. Gone. Yeah, it's out of the program. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I think that also like when you can offer a single barrel that's a little different, like that Yeo, where it's like the Colombian rum casks. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just that to me is more immense. I want to like, what does that taste like? You know, that's that's what I'm curious about. I mean, sure, I want like the barrel proof and all that, but like, like just something a little different than the regular offering. I'm a sucker for. Big time, Mm -hmm. those special. It's it sounds good. I I also want to try and can't wait to. uh, see it somewhere hopefully somewhere nearby but all right matt well thanks thanks for your time man um it's a it's been a pleasure to meet you these last couple months and you know go to your store and we've all picked up some great stuff from you and we tell everyone eric and i tell everyone and hopefully they go a shop there awesome support you and then you'll get support from us as well purchasing all these great tequilas mostly from us mostly tequilas (laughs) well i I, yeah i appreciate it It as yeah i'm really glad uh Got to meet you too. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. Well, we'll see you around whenever uh, I see a, actually I'm not spending any, neither Eric probably, cause we're going to Mexico soon. So we're going to come back with a, a lot of stuff over there. So I'm going to, are you going tequila or yeah, yeah oh, we, nice. we're going to go visit tequila ocho, siete leguas, Atanasio oh. and Cascawin. Cascawin. Awesome. Yeah. I'm so, jealous. <laughs> come through, man. We'll give you yeah. the <laughs> <laughs> awesome. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll give you a full flight. <laughs> uh yeah all right matt well uh we'll see you soon and uh anyone that's local go check out uh, roadrunner spirits bottle shop and pick up some good stuff from there yeah great stuff out there guys awesome to see you this all right matt